<laughs> Rob Schneider, derp de derp. Derp de derpity derpy derp. Until one day, a derp a derp a derp a derp. Derp de derp, da tiddly toe. From the creators of derp and tum de tiddly dumpy derp, Rob Schneider is da derp de derp da tiddly derpy derpy derp. Rated PG 13. everybody and welcome to another edition of the movie spiel i'm alex i am ryan good to be back with you guys for another episode of our fine conversation based podcast about movies uh we're back ryan was on vacation for a few months my <laughs> basement flooded <laughs> felt like it i mean yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's not a vacation when you have kids it's a family trip a family trip yeah you've used that line a few times well but that's true never in the podcast so. i have to keep pushing that idea because okay. it's it's absolutely the a truth. family trip it's not a vacation my life's a vacation. Ryan Edsel is a carrot, and I'm... this summer, Ryan's going to find out. In a world. Oh, gosh. In a world. In a world where Ryan Edsel's in South Carolina. Uh-huh. South Carolina. In a world where Alex's basement flooded. <laughs> what would you do if so... water was rising? <laughs> so this was our whole summer. This was it. That was, that was, we, I we... just summed up our summer in two fake Movie trailer opens. We, we came back with like two episodes, all yeah. stoked to do this shit, and, and then, then everything just fell apart. That's okay. Got I, busy. Summer break, man. Life is busy. Yeah. Life is too busy. Right. Um. So we're doing an episode today, if you haven't picked up on that, we're doing an episode about movie trailers today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the origin of the trailer, which is uh, kind of yeah. funny because the name trailer implies something very different than what it has become. Yep. Uh, but... Uh, the movie trailer is, I think, now closing in on 100 years old. I think the first oh, one... Oh, yeah, it's more than 100 years old. No, I think point. I thought the first one was the late 20s. No, it, it started earlier. Okay. And, um, I have a whole thing yeah, about so it. Well, the, the reason I really wanted to do trailers, too, is because of all the delays and everything with, mm-hmm. with the pandemic, um, there's a shitload of movies coming out. Right. There's a lot. So I think also the other reason, too, and we're not the first to observe this, certainly, nor are we the first to, to want to talk about it, but um, the, the modern film trailer is so different from the trailers that I remember growing up and even the trailers going further back there are some that I watched in preparation for this that are just and you know some of these by the way some of these were trailers for uh going to theater and some of these were trailers for home release yep I I saw the trailer for basic instinct it was like 45 seconds and and it was just bananas like when when did you watch those recently yeah yeah when i was prepping for the episode i was waiting for you to be like i watched this one movie on on video (laughs) yeah yeah exactly right i actually found a copy of a 1992 film so that i could get the home the basic instinct trailer no and they have the trailer and by the way these are all rendered pretty terribly so i'm assuming that like the frame rate is off or something so they're picked off the um off of the they're just captured from the VHS, right, probably. Right, right. Yeah. So I watched, the, I watched the trailer on HBO Max for the Basic Instinct home release. Wow, it's it's bad. It's yeah. like really, it does absolutely nothing uh-huh. to at all sell the film at all. It's just like the movie that divided America. <laughs> and I, I mean, there was no actual narration. That was the those were that was text on the screen, and it oh was. God. It was bananas. And you know that the people who were complaining about the movie, they were secretly like watching the movie over right. and over because they're a bunch of weirdos. I, I will say I, I 
I'm cognizant of the fact that there are some people who don't like movie trailers at all because they, uh-huh. they, they want to go in completely cold. That and that's takes, fine. That that's takes fine. a lot of, of yeah, discipline. Discipline, a lot of effort, man. I do not have that. Mm. I always say I want to. I'm like, I'm not going to watch the trailer for this. But, dude, you throw a new Star Wars at me, I'm going to be like, I got to watch the trailer. I got to watch the dissection of the trailers. I got to watch everything. And it really kills me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've, I pretty much. I have almost completely spoiled movies for myself for that. And I know that it doesn't really matter to you as far as spoilers go, but for me it's like yeah. really big. I'm 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 notoriously not pro spoiler, but I am anti anti spoiler. Like, I don't care if it, something gets really spoiled. For okay, me. so like you're cool if you spoil it for yourself. Right, yeah, but I'm not going to spoil it for other you, people. If I were to tell you a spoiler for a movie you really wanted to see, would that bother you? Not really. It would have to be I I would even attempt to stop you if I was really oh. serious say, about it. Like, say if I had seen Star Wars the Rise of Skywalker before you for some reason and then I walked up and said, "Oh, Rey's a Palpatine, dude. Did you know that?" Would you have been mad about that? Um Honestly, no, because there was also so much leaking and of you that been script. Like, you'd have been like, oh, yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, it would be like, oh, yeah, that's what I heard. It's still dumb. It's still ridiculous. Yeah, all right. So, hey, um, we got a lot to talk about here with trailers. I was thinking, though, since we're we're probably structuring this episode a little different than we would normally do. We're not really reviewing any movies. Mm-hmm. We're not even really reviewing trailers. We're going to just determine whether or not they actually accomplished what they were setting out to do, sure. whether they misrepresented a movie, whether they maybe spoiled too much. Uh, which some trailers are prone to do. Uh, Castaway is notorious for that. The trailer for Castaway actually uh, famously has the last scenes mm-hmm. spoiled. I don't think that's an issue with that movie. In particular. Well, he got off the island. Well, I fucking hope so. But I, you know, I think back in 2000, I think a lot of people were wondering, is, is Hank's going to get off that island? They're really going to let him die on the fucking island? I mean, it's I possible. I think Robert Zemeckis would kill not. Tom Hanks no. by himself on an island. Probably not. That would be sad. Okay. So, anyway. I mean, he did let him crash his little FedEx plane or whatever. It wasn't a little one. It was a fucking big plane. Cargo. It was a cargo FedEx. plane. Yeah. yeah it was that's a car- great movie. It's really it's good. It's I good. It. Uh, there, I remember reading that there were some um, like disappointment when it came out. Like it didn't quite live up to the hype that had been built up around it. And this is just another reason why humanity disappoints me. Right there, you go. The hey. trailer for humanity wasn't very good. So I don't even know what you're talking. About. Oh yeah, for actual humanity. Right, oh, all of humanity. We're getting real meta here. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. So um, I think it's probably good to start at home base. And and again, the the sort of. Inception of this episode yeah. is the and Inception's an important movie in the context Bom. of this. Uh, yeah, the uh, the Inception of this episode I think probably starts with the fact that there's a clear difference in the movie trailer. Um, you know, so you do a little bit of research, and then I, I want to talk to you about the origin of this. But yeah. a, a little bit of research shows that most movie trailers, by the way, are made with less than 10% of the film actually completed. Oh, sure, and they don't really even have that much time to do them. Right. But there's uh, every studio has their own, pretty much their own house, but there's a main trailer company that puts believe, out all yeah. the big ones. And, and I think that the, one's the one's based in England. No, no, right? this one is based in Los Angeles. Okay. It's actually across, or at least at one point, it was across from the famous Groman's Chinese Theater. It's like this brick building, and it's called the Trailer Park. And mm-hmm. they, they have, you know, that's where they basically make trailers. I'll have to go back and double-check the company that does it out of England, because yeah, I think I they're, the ones, they're the ones who cut uh, Force Awakens, which I was actually surprised by, yeah. um, if my memory serves. I may I, I, This is why you write things down, because now, now I'm saying things, and I'm like, I may be saying things with too much confidence. I, Point being, though, is that there there's a company in England that also does uh, a lot of significant work, and, of course, that would make sense for, for, for Star Wars with its significant ties mm-hmm. to, to um, Britain 
that's where Lucas kind of. Yeah, that's where they film yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. Well, the thing. Okay, so I, I did the research on a trailer. It's a half-assed research, to be honest, but it's research nonetheless. Well, so yeah, credit to, to Vulture, the... by the way. If you haven't, you can check out their YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a really good one um, about the origin of trailers. So. Yeah, and I I have a bunch of links to the things that I did my research on. Um, they're, they're gonna we be did our research, man. Yeah, we were on YouTube. These links are going to be in the podcast description, so check them out. But uh, here's a basically a, a pretty brief history of, of the movie trailer. So the trailer, you know, it's what we call advertisements for upcoming movies and TV shows. And as many people know, trailers are called that because they were originally shown after the uh, movie instead of before. And obviously this caused trailers to be ignored by audiences who were just done with the movie. But what's funny is that it's not like you're sitting through five minutes of credits. Back in the day, if you watch a lot of old movies, you're going to notice all the credits are at the beginning of the movie anyway. They barely have any credits at the end, and that made it seem a little bit more, you know, I guess I see what they were trying to aim for. Yeah. But you're already done with the movie. You're ready to go. So the movies started, the studio started moving them to the front of the movie, but they still call them trailers. But the first trailer that was shown in an American theater was was in November of 1913. And a dude named uh, Nils Granlund, the advertising manager for the Marcus Lowe Theater chain, he produced a short promotional film for the musical The Pleasure Seekers. Uh, it was opening at the uh, the Winter Garden Theater on Broadway, and it was reported in a wire service story. I'm totally I did not write this, by the way. It was as reported in a wire service story carried by the Lincoln, Nebraska Daily Star. The practice which Lowe adopt adapt. Uh, which Lowe adopted was described as an entirely new and unique stunt and that moving pictures of the rehearsals and other incidents connected with the production will be sent out in advance of the show to be presented to the Lowe's picture houses and will take the place of much of the billboard advertising. So it was really done as an alternative to, you know, real estate. Right. And, and consider too, if we go back and if you, you know, I, I was, taking pot shots at Basic Instinct's trailer in 1992. But if you go back, a lot of the trailers in, like, let's even go and look at, so 1968's 2001 A Space Odyssey, the mm-hmm. trailer is literally just an acid trip. Yeah. And they actually make that joke in the trailer. Uh-huh. Uh, you go back even further than that, and the trailers uh, become, and I don't have a good one to reference right off the top of my head, but if you go back into, like, the 30s and 40s, like, it's usually, like, a guy, like, it's, like, Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. Check out Citizen Kane. Of course, he wouldn't say yeah. check out, but it'd be like, this is Citizen Kane, a yeah. story of a man who blah, 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 derpity, derpity, derp. Yep, yep, yep. And that is also very similar to if you go back and watch like advertising of other products from like, again, the 40s and the 50s, it would be like a guy being like, this is Alco dog food. And he's like literally holding up the fucking dog food. <laughs> this is Alco dog food. If you want your best dog, your best dog food for Rover, you should give him. Some Alco dog food, and they'll pour a little bit out. Come here, boy! And then the dog, the dog, like attempts to eat it, and that's that's literally the advertisement. That's basically movie trailers in the yeah. golden era. The guy advertising the dog food totally has a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah, oh, then every a time, suit, right? Hat, cigarettes, right? Um, but yeah, no. So even like that, it's lo- like the dude who literally is like the like the VP of advertising for the company, and he's just like he's like fuck, I have to do this. Well, a lot of times, as far as the trailer like material for making a trailer in an upcoming movie you know they just use like slides like charlie chaplin movies they just use like picture slides to introduce to say hey this movie's going to be at this theater and then in the 1950s trailers were usually created by the national screen service they consisted of you know various key scenes from the film being advertised and augmented with you know the large descriptive text across the screen and uh some really loud booming uh, you know authoritative sounding male voices um 
indistinguishable from any other person, really. And then in the early 60s, you know, as motion pictures were changing, you know, as far as, like, the new Hollywood and all that stuff, you know, quick editing, textless montage trailers, um, you know, that was the big thing. And then it, it, it's all evolved, you know. But the advent of, like, home video, you know, you got trailers before movies on VHS and then DVD and Blu-ray, of course. And then in, um, you know, the summer of 1993, fun tidbit, in the summer of 93, um, most like major movie studios, they started making trailers available online. So that was when the first ones were. It was uh, Walt Disney Company started doing um, promotions for films, including the live action uh, Super Mario Brothers. It was available on Mac for Macintosh users wow. via CompuServe. And Columbia Pictures posted a trailer for Clint Eastwood film um, In the Line of Fire, and it was available for download for AOL subscribers. So I thought that was kind of neat. That's how long trailers have been online is mm -hmm. since the early 90s. Yeah. So almost 30 years. Uh, which they must, must have been a huge pain in the ass to watch. Oh, my God. In the uh, Imagine the frame rate. It, imagine it, the download times. Oh, my God. So uh, so another, another thought as well. Um, you know, we think about when the changeover began to happen. Because you talked about it a little bit, touching on the 60s. Because then you, you start getting into voiceover narration. The inner world. That guys. was like way later. That was yeah. like the late 70s mm -hmm. and then the 80s really took yeah. that took that especially like later on in the 80s and then in the 90s that's all it was right yeah and then with the exception being i think at some point in maybe the late 90s and into the early 2000s then you start getting into those title cards uh -huh. um where they or like the text cards uh -huh. and it's it's like you know it's like nicholas cage is about to find out that he's a family man yeah oh my god <laughs> In our research, we watched a lot of trailers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we just watched the trailer for The Family Man. That was, was that the last Cage. trailer we watched Did before we just getting watch on? It? I don't know. We watched the Family Man trailer and it, sorry, Nicolas Cage, Don Cheadle, and Tia Leone. Yeah. And uh, boy, howdy. It's He's just... A, you're, you're, you're an asset to capitalism. Uh, an asset to capitalism. Something like that. I can't I even know. remember. I remember watching that movie. Yeah, it was very sappy. It was okay. Um, the trailer does not misrepresent it at no, all. It's exactly, it's a sappy Christmas movie. It's one of those things, though, where the trailer, I think, is better than the movie. Probably, yeah. We'll get into that, too. Yeah, that does happen a fair but, bit. But um, trailers have been structured, especially nowadays. You know, trailers are generally structured as, like, a three-act structure. Mm -hmm. You know, many of them are tropes nowadays. Um, that's why, like, watching some trailers now, it's, like, it's kind of a relief when you see something that isn't such a freaking trope. Well, yeah, I would. I would say like that, the Marvel movies all follow a certain pattern, right. which and, is fine. It hypes you up, especially and, if you know the, if the context of everything, you're already aware of it. You know, as far as right. the back, the background of the characters or whoever. Plus, you have the number, numerous number of trailers that essentially rip off Christopher Nolan at this point, particularly yep. Inception yep. being the big one. That boom sound, and I, dude, it's the biggest pet peeve. If I see an action movie trailer that has that fucking bass drop, I just get mad. All mm -hmm. just, well, <laughs> so it's why when I saw the trailer for Tenet, I was like, yeah, I think I'm done with it. I think I'm like, I think I finally hit like peak, peak Nolan and I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like not with, not with him as a filmmaker, just with this sort of style that has now existed for 12, 13 years. Now. I didn't even see Tenet yet, but I, I you know, I can't no, give I'm up. talking about the trailer specifically. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I can't give up on Nolan just yet. Dunkirk was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, Tenet, I heard same his... exact trailer by the way, pretty much. Yes. But, um, but yeah, no. So, but then there's, you know, a lot of them primarily included like epic sounding voiceovers and all that. And we'll get into that in a, in few. a world. We'll get into <laughs> it. There's, there's a few people that are major, major dudes, but a lot are major voices. Um, most of them are dead now, and yeah. that's why trailers have, have evolved. So most motion picture trailers are produced, you know, at a place called the Trailer Park, and that's not a joke. Uh, it's a building across from the Ch the Chinese Theater in L.A., and uh, that's where you know editors are given bits and pieces of movies that are still in production. They laboriously go through what footage 
um, that they have and, you know, all the takes and everything to make the best possible advertisement. And movie producers and studio executives and talent are often on the phone or even in the editing booth with the trailer editors making sure everything's cool. Like I was reading a thing where um, Tom Cruise literally just hovers over people as they're making like Mission Impossible trailers. Like he is he is at every aspect of those movies, he's at the creative do, forefront. Do you, yeah, do you think do you think Tom Cruise like do you think do you think a little a little a little jizz falls out when the Mission Impossible title music comes on the trailer? He's just like my last the last bastion of my money making. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't, you know, what, I mean, I know he's taken care of by Scientology and all that, but he's, uh, you know, as far as movies that he's really, like, he can't, I, it's hard to see him in an original movie anymore. Like, mm-hmm. you don't, it doesn't happen as often. No. Edge of Tomorrow was badass, and yeah. I, I loved it, and, uh, you know. No, I, but yeah, Tom Cruise is going to, he's, he's literally, to the point he's, where he's Jack Reacher. He's basically, he and Liam Neeson do two, two different kinds of, of this sort of action, like Liam Neeson is doing like the survivalist thing. and yeah, But Liam and Neeson has a better reputation. I, I agree. As a person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yes, but Tom Cruise probably has a better reputation as an actor, as an Oscar winning actor. He's not an Oscar winner. Neither yeah. one of them are Oscar winners, uh, which is unfortunate. Wait, he didn't win for Born on the Fourth of July? No, he was nominated. And he, was, he should have won okay. for Magnolia and he was nominated too, okay. but I digress. Um, anyway, so yeah, those... That's pretty much how they're done, you know. After after they're put together, they're watermarked. They don't really have a lot of the finished stuff. They have to send it to a to a, a vis- you know a finishing house basically to master all of the footage, uh, fill in visual effects, put in music. Oftentimes, it's temp music, uh, some song that they get the rights to for advertising purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, used to you know sometimes really great effect uh, like the Social Network. Most recently, the Jackass movie, the new Jackass Forever movie coming out. I thought, oh, what about uh, Logan using Logan uh, using yeah, Hurt? Cash, yeah. Oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. But um, but some of them are just it's just. No, you know what one comes to mind as being uh, really not good was um, the the uh, Justice League uh, theatrical edition. The trailer for that used a very bad cover of of a Beatles song. It was um, oh, yeah. come together, and I have no idea who's. But the original it. trailers for it were like the White Stripes. I remember like Seven Nation Army and. Uh, Hardest button to button. Are, yeah, are I think on that's it. right. It's like, okay, this is. Those trailers were all pretty not good. I don't. The movie wasn't. Good. I mean, I, I still haven't seen the uh, the Snyder cut. The though. Snyder cut's fine. It's long and it's, but it's fine. But anyway, trailer music is usually you know temp music, public domain classical music, like um like the uh, Mad Max Fury Road. It uses mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna get shit on by plenty of people, but it's a very familiar sounding operatic mm-hmm. classical whatever. And then I, um, I didn't watch that one for for prep, so I don't know what you're talking about. That trailer, yeah, that's eh, okay. The, the yeah, you check it out; it's good. But usually they use some slow version of a corny pop song. Yeah, and, and I, I will tell you. So what we're gonna do, by the way, coming up here in a few minutes, uh, when we go over some of our our favorites, I think mm-hmm. what we're gonna wind up doing is we're gonna take a pause so that you can watch the trailer. Well, I about I was thinking there's a there's an idea that we were talking about. We should seriously like queue up. The Star Wars original Star Wars trailer, yeah, and queue up the Rise of Skywalker trailer, the yeah. final one. So Head when you look to at the a galaxy first, far, far away, the very first and the very last. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then trailers have a thing called the button that you told me about. Yeah, and I think the the button has been used to great effect. Probably um, it's, it's the, overdone now. It's super overdone now. But yeah. I mean, the first time I think I really noticed it, and again. With my bias, it's possible that it's been used to great effect before this. But mm-hmm. the first time it really, really occurred to me was uh, with The Force Awakens. Yes. Chewie, we're home. 
was replicated again not not very long ago. In fact, a trailer that you'll probably see quite a bit in the next month or two as we get closer to Thanksgiving, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters, we're ready to believe you. We're closed. That's a great trailer. It's really good. It's I'm, like if Stranger Things met that Ghostbusters, kid. that's pretty much what they're going for. That Finn Wolfhard kid is hilarious. Yeah. He's just in all this 80s, yeah. like 80s type stuff. Nostalgia. All like, that. And so again, and also that's the thing that Ghostbusters Afterlife, like a part of me wants to be like, did the same company cut this that did The Force Awakens? Because um, we won't know, will we? I, I I guess not, but it's it's almost identical in the way, like again, the little hints of nostalgia with like, um, the idea that they're essentially like like they're taking this old favorite toy mm-hmm. and sort of wh- whipping the dust off of it, wiping the dust off of it. Yeah. Um, you see the Echo One car, and you see oh, it has a gunner seat, which like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like all these little things from Ghostbusters that are like iconic, and then they they like they that's the whole concept of the trailer is yeah. like them sort of playing around with it. There's the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Men, the mini miniature versions, Paul Rudd, which, of course, like, you want to give any credibility, you get someone like Paul Rudd, who I, I don't really see why he needs to be in this movie, but... Um, he doesn't. He doesn't. No. But he's doing it anyway, so... But, like, the button you're talking about for that trailer is when is, Bill Murray lifts yeah. the phone up and just says, we're closed. Yeah. Or, like, you were talking about, that was the second Star Wars Force Awakens trailer. The yes. first one had the... I, that a couple of shots yeah. and it had Snoke's voiceover which we didn't know that, that was Snoke at the right. time and then but there was also a, by the way there's another great narration use in uh, of The Force Awakens like The Force Awakens the 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 hype up the marketing for that movie Dude. was as good as any like I, I know like listen as a veritable anti-capitalist here I'm gonna praise the marketers for a second because what a job they did well, um, you don't consi- have to be a capitalist to market something yeah. consider Luke uh, and and Mark Hamill's oh, essentially recutting of his iconic yeah uh, lines from Return of the Jedi uh-huh. and then adding and you have that power too and you're you're re- you're referencing the second trailer yeah. right? this is more of a teaser yeah when it correct. When, and, yeah, which is different than a trailer the full trailer mm-hmm. uh, is the one I'm thinking of that was debuted on like was it Monday Night Football in October so. of 2015? Yeah, and so, yeah, Chewy, we're home. That was the second yeah, one. This right. the, this one had, you know, it's true, all of it. Yeah. You know, that. Right. And then I, I think that movie, that trailer really solidified the hype for it, but um, The Last Jedi, I think, was probably the most hyped I've ever been for a movie in my entire life, ever. And I still have not been as hyped. I mean, I was pretty hyped for Endgame and Infinity War, but not like the way I was for... Um, for the Last Jedi, mm-hmm. just insane. But uh, but you know what we don't hear in any of those trailers? All the narration that we hear from those trailers is, uh, you know, actors, and that's what you hear a lot now. You hear the the lines from the movie or some variation of them. Um, oftentimes, it's a variation. It's mm-hmm. not exactly, or it's like a or it's like a take. And some takes are I don't know why they. It's weird to me, but um, I guess it's just what they have at the time. But uh, there were there used to be these voices. So. The voice, the trailer voices. There's, there's, you know, probably a dozen or so people who've who've done this. But as a child of the '90s, um, I'm 34 now, so like I, like, I just grew up hearing these voices, like that, the thing we always make, we like to make fun of in a world, you know. But Don LaFontaine is uh, probably the most famous movie trailer voice. Does he have like a Citizen Kane of movie trailers? Like this is Don LaFontaine's best work? Probably on YouTube. I found a few things. I was just looking up like a list of trailers he'd done. Now he passed away um, like 13 years ago or so. 
But um, I have, I'll play you guys a clip uh, from his trailer for Under Siege. Now, a team of terrorists have taken over. Wake up the president. But there's just one thing they didn't count on. The cook. Under Siege starring the... the Wait, this is the Steven Seagal. Under the Siege, Steven right? Seagal, oh Tommy God. Lee Jones movie. Oh, my God. And that movie is not terrible, but he's like, no, it, you know, hard. the cook. And he's like, oh, this is not a cook. You know, whatever. It's so great. But, uh, yeah. Okay, so then there's Hal Douglas. So people actually, there's debate whether or not who invented the in a world phrase. Mm-hmm. Was it Hal Douglas or Donald Fontaine? Hal Douglas did a ton of them, too. He did a ton of trailers. And um, this is a clip from Roadhouse. Patrick Swayze is Dalton. I thought you'd be bigger. Opinions vary. When he's around, anything can happen. As a guy like you, end up above. Okay, and um, the other one that for like younger people, especially who were kids in the '90s, kids in the 2000s, this dude was the is uh, the voice of the voice of Disney, like the VHS Disney voice. His name is Mark Elliott. Mark Elliott is also sadly, all three of these gentlemen have passed away. But uh, Mark Elliott, uh, this is from the Mighty Ducks. D2, the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks are a hockey team with a style all their own. Yeah! Show them what you got. No coach can tame them. Haven't you guys been training in the offseason? Oh. I know we forgot something. No rink can hold them. I'm sorry. And nothing can stop them. Oh, no! From pursuing their dream. When am I gonna get my chance? So you hear that voice, and like I was trying to find the uh, like uh, the early like the trailers and the um, the opening to Toy Story because I probably wore that VHS tape out, and they had all these advertisements for like Disney World and for um, the Toy Story video game, and then Hercules and things like that. And most of it was done by Mark Elliott. See, I feel like they should have hired. Like Hollywood needs to go out and and I don't think it's possible anymore because the original SNL voice guy is dead, right? Uh, Don Pardo, yeah, he passed yeah. away a few years See, ago. Because Don Pardo would have been great if it, it could have been like uh, the Star Wars: The Force Awakens, starring <laughs> Adam Driver, oh, Jurassic Fe- Park, <laughs> featuring Chris Pratt, Sam Neill. <laughs> Laura Dern. Oh my God! Why hasn't and somebody done that? Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> featuring Joseph Mazzello and Richard Attenborough. Now your narrator. There's no narrator, of course, in Jurassic Park, but oh still, they, that that Don Pardo. They they really missed an opportunity here with Don Pardo. I could I could listen to that shit every yeah. fucking day. <laughs> Captain America, starring Chris Evans, Hugo Weaving. Can we just keep doing this? Yeah. Well, so just this this episode is just like going to be twenty minutes of like a lightly researched podcast episode, and then forty more minutes of impersonating Don Pardo. Uh, Don Pardo specifically specifically reading the names of people in movies. Oh my god, Chadwick Boseman. Oh lord. That's, that's... Directed by Ryan Coogler. <laughs> this is too much. Okay. I didn't uh, expect this, man. Yeah, it's okay. But yeah, no, so those are the voices. Uh, not the Don Pardo guy, but... Um, and it's, just, it's just not something that's done anymore. Yeah, Don LaFontaine, Hal Douglas, Mark Elliott. I mean, they're just three of like right. a million. So, so. I, I, when do you think the cutoff is between like... Because, I mean, trailers have a clear formula that they follow now. Like, this is down to a, to a science, really. Mm-hmm. Um 
When do you think the cutoff? I, I have a, a theory, at least one of the earliest ones that I saw that really t- cements the way it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but when do you think the cutoff goes from sort of this voice working to the awkward origins of, or proto versions of the trailers we see today to the actual trailers that we see today that are so, so down to the T that literally we, we even talk about how now they do this rhythmic editing yeah. where the editing in the trailer, the, the way the shots are cut in the trailer mm-hmm. matches up with whatever piece of music is playing in the background. Yeah. I don't know when the, when I know, I think it's like a lot of people attribute it to when like Don LaFontaine passed away and like all those guys just started getting old and retiring yeah. and passing away. And it's like, you don't have those types of voices anymore, but they're also a stereotype at this point. They're yeah. tropes in and of themselves yeah. and people, yeah. they don't need things. I feel like people are, movie audiences generally um, like to be spoon fed things. And I'm talking about like the general audiences and this is going to come off as pretentious, but that's why there's so many shitty fucking movies out there that make a ton of money. And it's, you know, it, it, it's tropes. And you ask the average person, the average person probably doesn't care that much about movies. They like movies. There's movies that they think are great, but they're not going to sit there and dissect a movie with you like you and like you and I right, would do. Yeah. So they don't care. So if they see a movie where it's just where it's the whole narration of the thing and blah 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 blah, like they don't care. Or or now that that's gone, now they have that what you're just calling rhythmic editing. Yeah. And uh, like a video, and I'll put this in our in our description by Aural Nuts. Uh, a, a YouTube channel that's amazing, and uh, they, they break. Great. They, They're great. Yeah, they break down uh, basically what a blockbuster trailer is, and it's on yeah. point. Yeah, it's a uh, breakdown's not even. It's like a full deconstruction. Yes, and it's, it's a, just text yeah. on a screen and sounds, and it's the funniest, most true thing about movie trailers now. Yeah. Which, of course, also will lead us into a discussion a little bit later. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, about the honest trailer guys. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Honest yeah. Trailers is just wonderful. Yeah, because uh, mm-hmm. that that started as a way of sort of poking fun at the at the Don LaFontaine. Well, I'm sorry, Don LaFontaine. Don LaFontaine's of the world. Yeah, but actually, has sort of become more poking fun at the movie industry as a whole through yeah. these funny trailers. But mm-hmm. um, so I wanted to let's let's go a little bit rapid fire here. So we talked a little bit about Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which again, you can go ahead and take your pick on those trailers, um, those trailers and teasers. They're all phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Whatever that says about the way we've made it so easy to deconstruct this um, marketing concept and then push it back out there to try and drive hype, right? Uh, whatever you know, that's that's that we'll leave that up to you, the listener, sure, to decide whether that's relevant or not. But you can't go watch that trailer and not think, okay, I want to go watch this movie. If you put yourself back in the like, I always thought about like how like someone like my mother, if she saw that trailer, having had no. No interest whatsoever in Star Wars. I still think the trailer would probably pique her interest in some way. Mm-hmm. I, I I just think there's so much hype that is built by those things that I I, I could almost couldn't help it. They're very well made trailers. Mm-hmm. A big a big um, argument I have for that too. Also, same type of thing. Like my wife, uh, she watched a bunch of the early Marvel movies with me, mm-hmm. and uh, we saw them in the theater. And then you know. It just kind of she just doesn't care as much about it. But if there's a Guardians of the Galaxy movie coming out, she is all for it because mm-hmm. anything with a really good soundtrack yeah. for her will absolutely. The, the Volume One trailer is is another example, dude. And, and a lot of rhythmic editing in there. Uh huh. But it that's and that's an earlier example because that was from 2014. Yeah. Hey, take those headphones off right now. Yeah!
themselves the guardians of the galaxy. What a bunch of a-holes. seen The Departed multiple times mm-hmm. and go back and pretend like I've never seen this movie before and I was like oh yeah that, that looks good I I'll remember, fucking go see that I remember watching the trailer for it and it's cool it, it starts off with Give Me Shelter mm-hmm. and uh, it goes into um, some generic boom boom and then uh comfortably numb yeah. but it's a live version yeah, by Roger a, Waters was, Van Morrison and the yeah, band yeah. and it's on the soundtrack I, I kind of hate that cover but it's a good song it's a, it's a great song, it's a great song. I, I hate the cover, cover. Um, so yeah Guardians of the Galaxy is a good trailer um Here's one I would like to pause on because uh, I think it does such a good job of representing the movie. So, I'm thinking so, we should just do some commentary over top of a couple of trailers. Uh, let, all right, fine. Then let's talk about the trailer for Logan, which I know we referenced a little while back. But uh, Let's do it. All right, so what we're doing, we're encouraging you to follow along with us. Yeah. So I'm going to play, and hopefully my volume isn't too messed up. I'm going to play this. We're going to talk over it. But I think this is just a great trailer. So go to YouTube and look up the Logan official trailer. Pause it. Go in, find in it. Cue it up. Yeah. We'll tell you. We'll count you down in gonna... three, two, one. And this is. Start off with Johnny Cash. You got your Marvel title card. You got Patrick Stewart's narration. But they're just lines from the movie. It's great. Instantly setting the tone of a Western. Uh-huh. It's, and it's like it's showing how old he's become. Yeah, this but it's, is. I mean, so there's so much meta commentary there behind using yeah. his looks and his appearance and the old man Logan storyline with, mm-hmm. of course, just like the ultimate song about age is yeah. Johnny Cash covering Hurt. Absolutely. I'm trying to take myself out of the fact that I've already seen this movie. Right. But. Oh, I remember. This is one of the ones that I remember the first time I saw this trailer and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. But I didn't know, like, like I knew this was probably going to be the final time that he was really going to do it. And I like how, I just... The I, shots are very quick. They are. These are, this yeah. is pretty quickly, yeah, here we go. There's boom, the rhythmic boom, editing. Boom, 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 boom. They're literally timing the shots with the beats of the song. Pretty much, a little bit, and it's, you can really see it. Oh, this movie's so good. It's heavy, though. God, this he- this movie's heavy. We talk about Logan a lot on this podcast. I love this movie. Yeah. James Mangold made a masterpiece with this. But it's like, that's the, there's, like, you have the hero shot there with him jumping with yeah. his stuff, but you really don't have much else. And I know it kind of spoils it a bit, you know, when you see him standing there looking down, holding a shovel, girl's holding his hand, you know that, you know, Professor X is gone. But it's kind of like you understand that was going to happen. Everybody knew what was going to happen with this movie, I think, but they didn't expect the ride to be so right. freaking heavy. By the way, what a weird release. That was released in March? Yeah, that I is That is bizarre, because I, I saw it too early on, but with uh-huh. the bizarre, I had forgotten about that, because like, how is that not, you got to think that that's either going to be a summer blockbuster, uh-huh. or you got to think, I, I, and was that rated R? Yeah. Okay, so you got to think, though, even as rated R, that would have been either a summer blockbuster, uh-huh. Or the other option would be you release it during Oscar season. Like, I don't understand how that's a March release. It's just, I don't know. I guess they did it earlier to kind of hype you up for all the rest of the tentpole stuff. But I forget what else came out Man. straight up that year. But... All right. So uh, let's bring up, let's queue up The Departed. This the is a good one. Oh, you've got it? Targeted advertising. All right. We're queuing up The Departed. And uh, you can follow along in three, two, one. This is, by the way, a great trailer for the deconstruction by the uh, was the Arl Knots. Yes, 
because you have Jack Nicholson asking this question in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I've watched this trailer over and over when it came out in in 06, the summer of 06. The movie came out in October of 06. Yeah. Well, he's supposed to be young there, but they just can't de-age Jack Nicholson. Right. Yeah, there's the... It's not the... That quite wasn't the, in the movie. Not We're quite the... the yeah. yeah. All that rhythm. Mm -hmm. We will be coins. You call on us coins? <laughs> yeah, we so, need the Red Band trailer for this. And then I there wish. you go. We got shipping up to Boston. And... That, that, song, that, sounded, that song is such a trope now. Yeah. Maybe fuck yourself. <laughs> forgot about the shipping up the Boston yeah. part. So did I. How did I forget that? Now they're transitioning to the darker, grittier. Uh, there's the f this is the second act right. of the trailer. Wait, the setup. Second act. I loved uh, Vera Farmiga, You Are Trouble. That's uh -huh. obviously a very layered. This is Leonardo DiCaprio's best performance. We can have a discussion about that. I think this time. is his best performance. I'm not going to argue with that. It's good. I mean, I will argue with it, but it, I have other. And then here we go into the third act. Mm -hmm. No pain you are receiving. Yeah, it's so good. There was the, uh, of course, they had to include the one shot of, of whatever sex scene that was. It wasn't even really that much of a sex scene. Right. Oh, man. I did think that Martin Sheen's body looked ridiculous there. That's eh, fine. But you didn't know it was him. I, I know that. I love how the city skyline of Boston yeah. is in all those. And then here's the button. Oh, wait, it's not the button. Da, 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 da. The, the Boston city skyline right there. And there's your button. Yeah. Love it. Oh, that's so good, though. Yeah, it was a really good drill. That hypes me up, man. I'm going to watch fucking Departed later. Yeah. Oh, man. I know, right? So I could do this all day. Right. All right. So uh, a couple others. Not going to watch them, but uh, we did reference Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, one. we're good. Um, what Ghostbusters about? Afterlife is one that, like, again, it's it, it looks really, really good. Mm -hmm. um, trailer's better than the movie. I don't know if I – well, so hold on. We're going to hold off on that because I, okay. I do have one that I want to talk about. Well, can, but uh, what, are, we, what are some of your favorites? Well, can we can we do, like, the comparison of the two Star Wars ones I was wanting to do? You're Let's, talking about the original Star Wars? Oh, yes, oh, and yeah, then man. the Rise of Skywalker. So oh, here, here we go. I'll cue up the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, cue up Rise of Skywalker. I'll cue this up. I'm ready to go. So uh, go ahead and give the countdown. All right. So this is uh this is an original. I, I'm pretty sure this is like okay. So it's like a blue screen, and it says this special preview has been approved for all audiences by the Motion Picture Association of America, which is what those the green screen says. Except this is from 1976, so it's gonna be it's like really old looking, and it's it's great. And then three, two, one. Play. Oh man. Oh, the narration. It, it sounds like James Earl Jones. Yeah, I thought that too. But I don't know if it is. <laughs> the man who brought you American graffiti is now bringing you to outer space. Oh man. And there's like, what is that approaching them on the screen? It's the title. 
There's yeah. a few effect shots that were that were still they were still working on. Right. It's like all they had was this for the most part, edited together. That's right. Oh boy, a needle. Also, the music they're using, just like it's not even Star Wars. It's like a pulse. Yeah. Bum, bum. Like it almost looks like they're trying to do like a very tamped down 2001: A Space Odyssey yeah. in this trailer. Yeah. That's a different take. <laughs> oh wow, the lightsaber effects were already done. That was that one effect was done. There's a few effects that were finished, but it's like they were still working on all the Death Star stuff. Right. And yeah. All the exterior travel shots. Is Harrison Ford in this trailer? He said maybe one shot. He was in one shot of it. Let's see. Oh boy, that's a good one. Oh wow. Aliens Vader are, and Kenobi. And I didn't see... There's Han Solo again. I didn't see any... There's Dianaga. I didn't see the Cantina. There's Jawas. But those were all practical. Aliens from a Thousand Worlds. Where are they? Because you also, know they're in the Cantina. Did you, did you fucking see... Did you hear that alarm they had going up? It sounded oh, yeah. nothing like nope. what winds up making uh -huh. the movie. That's great. What a terrible trailer. That's... You Would know, you see this movie not knowing anything about based on that trailer? No, there's no way. I don't in night in 1976, 77. Fuck yeah. I don't. I don't know about that, man. Dude, I, yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, I mean, I don't think I would know I, that I, it's I, old. I, I don't think the original Star Wars trailer would work. I think it would just be it would be it's slow and silly, and it doesn't really show anything oh, that's happening. Yeah. Let's see. Right um, now we're at right. the Rise of Skywalker so final this is trailer. The Rise of Skywalker, the last trailer. The yes. last trailer. Three, two, one, go. And, of course, right off the bat, you've got the title card that's uh -huh. so important. Uh-huh. And you've got this cool little shot. Got that temp that somebody made some temp music that fits in the key of mm -hmm. what Star Wars is. And again, how would you describe, like, it's force core music is how I would describe it. Yeah. Obligatory Star yep. Wars uh, philosophy. Big epic shots, waves. No one does. Ugh, Adam Driver was so misused in these movies. He's great. He's the best he's, part of these yeah, movies. Yeah, you know he's a, he's really good. Oh man, all the lighting, all the craziness. Oh god, this fucking corpse of Emperor Palpatine. They had a lot. A lot to work with with this trailer, though. I'm really impressed with that, considering how much of this this is all in the movie. <laughs> Babu freak. And then we're going into the third act of this trailer. And even having seen this shitty movie, I'm still it's like not my hair. Shitty. Hair's, my hair still. Oh yeah. Up. Then you have this great different take on the original music. The, yeah, confronting fears of Destiny of the Jedi, which is I love that. It just wasn't executed as well as I'd like. This movie's not good. It's not the worst this thing in the world. Movie's not good at all. It's better than the prequels. Well, okay, low bar to clear, bud. Well, still, it's a bar that has been cleared. I mean, when it looks like that, of course, it's going to be better than the the prequels. Look like a video game. They do. The force will be with you. See. It, 
And what I was thinking with that shot of Ray at the end holding her lightsaber up, I'm mm -hmm. like, she's looking at something that we're going to see and it's going to be amazing. I was really expecting a force. We getting a button? No, nah, that, that was the button, sort of, and like at the end of it. But I was really hoping for like a, like all the force ghosts to appear. Mm -hmm. And it fucking kills me that they just didn't do it. I'm sure they tried, but they had a time crunch to be on. They didn't have to do – they could have waited longer. I just don't – I get it that it's two years, two years, two years. You have marketing stuff. You have contracts. you got to work on this stuff. you got to get it done. But it's just like they forced that movie out. But that's a whole other conversation that do, we've had millions yeah. of times. Do we want to move on to our, our worst trailers? Because we, we've named a few of them already, but I, I've, got a, I've got a couple. I don't really have worst trailers. I have but... one that I want to mention. All right. What's one that it's you – It's not good. Okay. okay. Like when I say worst, like, okay, I haven't watched every trailer. But, like, it's not a good trailer. Like, that's just what I'll say. It's right. not a good trailer. Right. And it was bad enough that it makes me want to bring it up. And not in, like, a funny Basic Instinct kind of way. Because it's not really fair to Basic Instinct. Because it's fighting against, you know, it's 1992. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever. 40-Year-Old Virgin's trailer is, is like... Oh, let's see this. It's, like, silly. Oh, um, I haven't seen this. In, yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever actually so seen this. that trailer, it's between that and forgetting Sarah Marshall for it. I can't decide which one is worse. And how funny is that, that those movies are actually great? Good. They're really good. They're funny. And they're fun, and I watched... Um, 40, 40 Year Old Virgin, by the way, actually kind of falls into the trope set by South Park of the, of the he's gonna learn, derpity derp, and like... Judd uh, Apatow was really... Hold on, we've got a, a Domino's, Domino's advertise. This is the beauty of, of, like, I feel like we're in the middle of, like... I'm uh, not paying for fucking YouTube yeah, premium. No, no they can that. suck a dick. <laughs> Google can go fuck themselves. All right, so we're gonna queue you up for the 40 Year Old Virgin here in just a moment. <laughs> Two... One, 40-year-old virgin, rated R. Rated R, pervasive sexual content language well, and some drug was, use. That was true. That, that, that was true. Ooh. We start with uh, uh, Spando Ballet. Yeah. Which I kind of dig that. Narration. Fucking narration. That sounds like Don LaFontaine. Oh, God. Well, they make him young just by making his hair down from his forehead. <laughs> was Steve Carell even 40 when doing this? Or was I'm sure he was, or close to it. Yeah, this is... Romani Malco, man, this is such a moment in time. He had a moment. <laughs> you pussy! Oh, this is Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah. Do you want, do you, do you want? Like. Oh, my God. This is so stupid. It's. Like, out of context, this is. But, yeah, out of context. But, like, also, they're marketing a filthy sex movie. Right. A co sex comedy. So. They don't need to stick to like some epic kind of structure no. to it. They just throw in all the random shit that happens because the plot is thin for the most part. Mm -hmm. It's just funny as shit. I don't even think that scene was in the movie. I don't think that one wasn't. See, they they advertised it differently. Yeah. That girl was not in the speed dating thing. Right. That Leslie Mann was not in speed dating. She was the drunk bachelorette party girl. Oh. Catherine Keener, Jane Lynch. Comes a comedy, 3,000 years in the making. Touch you where you've never been touched before. 
This is ridiculous. Wow, they really got the. There's Tom Petty in it too. Yeah, that's I, I didn't know any of that. That's great. Yeah, that is a. I'm, I think that trailer's pretty bad. That's not a good trailer. Um, yeah, there's like nothing going on in that trailer. Like, I didn't even think it was. I didn't even think that was all that all that funny. Yeah, um, it it was. It's funny because we know the context of the movie and we've seen the movie right. more than once. All right, so I think the forgetting Sarah Marshall trailer might actually be worse. Oh my god, I can't wait. Um, I'm surprised I didn't see these. Like, I saw I saw Forty Year Virgin when it came on DVD. Like. I guess it was around Christmas of 05 when I watched it. Okay, guys, we got to watch this advertisement again for this credit card. Oh, my God. That's also with... And I'm getting, like, over... I'm almost over this Aretha Franklin biopic already. <laughs> it's not even the movie's fault. It's not. Um, all right. Just how many studios are staking their, like, fuck, we need something We need money! Like, we, need some, we, need to, we need some kind of money printer right now. Oh, man. All right, in three, oh, two... start that over. Yeah, I started that too quickly. I'm sorry, everyone. Apologies. Oh. We're going to start that. This is, I think this might be the Red Band trailer, which might make it a little better. But I have no idea. Three, two, one. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is Red Band. You totally see his butthole. That's not in the movie. Uh uh. <laughs> this isn't terrible. Oh, I'm over this song too. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is just such a slow moving trailer. It, it is a very slow moving trailer. Like it's really like I like, at some point we're gonna get to something happening, right? Like, mostly it's just been a few kind of weird jokes. Yeah. Like, I love this scene in the yeah. pediatrician's office, but if I have to take myself out of this as a person who's never seen this movie before, I... Like, then we finally get to the plot and Bill Hader, like, why don't right. you go on a vacation? We get this kind of crappy... Kind of crappy music yeah. uh, underlaid that they got from some stock company. Now we're into the uh, vaguely Hawaiian-sounding music. I'm not the kind of girl who gives up just like that. It's the who is that? Blondie. Yeah. I'm 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 shaking my head this. at Ryan because I have no idea. I know this fucking song. It's a great movie. This is this it's trailer. not this trailer isn't as bad as you're saying. It I is. this trailer is incredibly boring. Oh, and then here we go. We got this fucking song. Also, randomly, like we've not we've barely had any of Mila Kunis now, and somehow now she's very important in this trailer. I think that was done on purpose because this was. But I don't a comedy. A comedy. This is the worst trailer 3, ever. 3,000 years in the making. It wouldn't be like this nowadays. But it's pretty derpity derp. It is. It's pretty Rob Schneider is a carrot. This summer, Jason Siegel is the stapler. And then the animation. Yeah. 
That was very mid-2000s. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, I mean, maybe I oversold it. I, I think that trailer's pretty bad. That's the, Oh, that was the song from uh, Caddyshack. Yeah. Oh, I think why? that trailer's pretty bad. Why is the song um, from Caddyshack in there? You right. Can, well, it has silly. kind of it has kind of like a throwback to the '80s vibe. It's just like you know what it made me think of when I watched that trailer for the first time. If what? anyone remembers the trailermash.com, mm-hmm. it made me think of when someone takes an idea for a movie, repurposes it. When someone takes an idea for a movie, repurposes it with a different plot in a different genre, and then makes a trailer mash out of it. Uh-huh. I don't even think the trailermash.com still exists. Uh-huh. That's what it makes me think of. Forgetting Sarah Marshall just feels like someone was like, "Let me take these random elements together." Okay. Just. just see if this works all right well how about a trailer that i think perfectly advertised the movie okay all right this is uh one of my favorites i'm being too hard on forgetting sarah marshall you are i'm gonna wait for this fucking ad oh my god this is like like can we get sponsored by this credit card company this is a different one this is uh it's a whatever acne skin excellent all right so this trailer this is pulp fiction and I love this trailer so much. So I will tell you, I've never seen the trailer for Pulp Fiction. Well, it, uh, prepare to be enlightened then. So here we go. In three, two, one, go. Title card. Title card. Miramax. Oh my God, this is amazingly 90s. It is very 90s, but it gets really good. This is a little basic instincty, by the way. Is it? it well, in this the is 94, in so. the way that it's it's almost advertising itself rather. And this used to be something they do all the time, it's where it'd be ter- like, this, yeah, yeah, this song, is this gets really good. Yeah, that very went quick editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That went from zero to sixty very quickly. Yes. And they did it on purpose with the gunshots and everything. Yeah. And this is still our mid-bit. Okay, so here we go. Here's the second act of the trailer. So good. Now, is this the third act? No, it's a, it's a little bit more jarring because it's hinting at how the movie's edited and all the all the craziness in this movie. All these characters that hardly interact with each other. Right. Yeah. There we go. I love it. Yep. And then it's it's so wacky. So it has that. It's like the movie itself. It starts out fast, has that slow, yeah. gooey middle, and then it gets fast again, and it's. And back to the surf rock. <laughs> and Bruce with this. So good. I, yeah, I'm. I'm. We're we're so busy watching the trailer, we're not yeah. commenting I, on it. It's hard, right? Yeah, because so, that's actually a great trailer. It's really well done. No, that's a really captivating trailer. So I I will say that 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 I think that there's a part of that that you have to look at and go, yeah, this uh-huh. is really good. So I don't know that I want to watch uh, anymore. Um, no, that's cool. 
But uh, that's cool. I, I will say so one of the one of the moments, and I, that's a great precursor. But that is definitely the exception, not the rule in the nineties. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, that was a good, and there was some voiceover narration, and of yeah. course you're introducing the whole cast. But you and, can tell since it's it was an indie movie, right. It was yeah. made for a lower budget, yeah. And you know they probably just they they went pretty cheap on the trailer in their yeah. own way. But I think they did a really great job advertising. Yeah. It. So I did I did actually um, I reached out to some friends, did some crowdsourcing cuz I was kind of curious about their take on movie trailers and I did get like the response back, "Oh, I don't watch trailers at all." Um which, you know, I don't I <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, stop. That. Like you're better than us. You probably are. It's all right. I'm wow. sorry. Ryan, that was aggressive. I I come off as aggressive sometimes. All I'm right. actually a, I'm uh you but can start that over if you want. No, to. it's okay. Okay. One of the trailers I really liked uh, that that came up in the discussion was actually the Moneyball trailer. Uh-huh. He can't throw. But what can he do? Do you want me to speak? When I point at you again. He gets on base. We are card counters at the blackjack table. We're going to turn the odds on the casino. I'm heading in. Text me to play by play. Wait, what? I don't watch the games. Billy Bean has tried to reinvent a system that's been working for years. It was a nice theory, just not working out. And when I shared it with the group, one of the responses was, wow, that's like a total vibe. Yeah. You know, and it it really is between the fact that it has to balance the sort of uh, the sportsiness mm-hmm. of it because it is a sports film. Mm-hmm. And so there's like sort of the natural elements of the sports trailer in yeah. there setting up the underdog story. But then also the quick twist to I believe explosions in the uh, explosions in the sky. That was part of the trailer, but another part of the trailer was set to uh, Black Keys. Yeah, I think you know. I think one of the songs, well, uh, "Tighten Up" or something. Yeah, there's a Black Keys song in the trailer. I remember. Yeah, that. when they're talking is. about the the streak yeah, and all that. You're shit. right. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, so that's uh, uh, that. I think is another one of those good examples of a trailer from that early 2000s period that started that transition towards um, these really, really tightly crafted and constructed marketing tools, um, which Moneyball obviously did very, very well. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes, that's one I wanted to wanted to chat about before we get on to some of the ones that are, are, um, you know, also on this list, but for different reasons. Okay, so what's next? So, you know, one of the ones that was really misleading Uh is Man of Steel. Man of Steel was super misleading. Is a gr- I didn't think it was misleading. I just think it was not. The trailer so, was executed better than so you the realize, movie was. So okay, so I'm even. Let's take it out. Like let's. There was actually the, the one minute teaser. They that did. was the one in front of the Dark Knight Rises, right? I think so. And yeah. they set that to a Howard Shore piece from Fellowship of the Ring, which mm. was so fucking weird. You will give the people an ideal to strive towards. They will race behind you. They will stumble. They will fall. It was literally because it was even weird too. Because like I get that most people aren't, as you alluded to earlier, they're not picking up on that stuff when they deconstruct it. Yeah. But all I'm hearing as I'm watching that trailer is Gandalf's just been killed by the Balrog. Wow. That's that's it. That's all I can. And then so then on top of that, then I okay. So then I watch the trailer again or the teaser again. And it's such a hopeful teaser yeah. in a movie that is so distinctly not hopeful. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel is oppressive in mm-hmm. its lack of hopefulness. We're talking. This is like this is the one that's narrated essentially from lines. Ke- from- I think Kevin Costner. Yeah, I think oh, no, it was. Uh, it was um, uh, Russell Crowe. You're right. I'm sorry. That's right. You're right. Jor-El. Yeah. And his, you know. They will. Look, they will look to you as a, as a god. Yeah. 
You yeah. must show them a better way. Yes. Yeah, like it's it's a very hopeful kind of trailer for a movie uh-huh. that is not hopeful at all. Uh-huh. Another one in the misleading category, this one was crowdsourced. Um, so have you ever seen the trailer for The Good Dinosaur? Yes, I've seen the, that trailer is great. Which which tr- we're talking about the one that had the teaser, right? That had no, um, I think of monsters the... and men in it, and it's crystals, and Maybe. they're howling. At, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. It's a beautiful. Are you sure that's, trailer. A t- that's like a two minute. That's it might a be long either which one. The one teaser. I'm thinking of is. I think you're right about the of monsters and men. Yeah, and it's that song is beautiful. That movie is a visual masterpiece. It is photo fucking yeah. real. I heard. Like, the, I heard that it's not very good. No, okay, look. I saw that movie. Uh, my wife and I, for a few years, had a little tradition like the the of like the night of Thanksgiving. Instead of going, you know, shopping or whatever, we go and see a movie. Just get the fuck out of the house, and uh, just the two of us. And we saw like The Edge of Seventeen one year, and uh, we saw The Good Dinosaur. And um, The Good Dinosaur, I like The Good Dinosaur. A lot of people think it's like the worst or like the second or third worst Pixar movie. It's it had some issues in production, but the trailers really, I think they oversold it, honestly. Um, but I didn't think it was too far off from the, um, basically from what the advertisement was doing. The movie's heavy, and it's there's a lot of bad shit that happens that, that little, Arlo, his name's Arlo. Mm-hmm. A lot of bad shit happens to him, and it's very sentimental. And that's, I think, what part of people have the problem with is at the end. You know how Pixar goes from, they get, like, sentimental, tacky pap, you know, versus... Um, actual emotion and an earned you know the ending is earned and the and the that emotion is actually like you know mm-hmm. it's gratifying at the end yeah. this one's more of a we're gonna kind of cheaply tug on your heartstrings a little bit and make these cute characters suffer this entire fucking movie without much of a plot at all it's just arlo the dinosaur gets separated from his family and he's trying to make his way back and he finds this little uh caveman kid um basically this is the world where dinosaurs are smarter than people but people are kind of coming up and okay. it's you got to watch it, but it, it's going to leave you in tears and you're going to feel manipulated at the end. But also you're going to be like, but I am having a genuine response. It's a nice psychological thing. That trailer gives me gives me all welled up. It's a good trailer. It's I, a so fucking I, I, I great trailer. It. I watched it at the recommendation. Another one that I thought was pretty good, uh, the trailer for Winter Passing. Um, that that was also crowdsourced. Uh, that is uh, Zoe Deschanel, Will Ferrell, Ed Harris, um, and I think Mary Jo Deschanel is also in it. Emily Deschanel. Uh, there's two. There's two uh, Deschanels. Maybe it's Emily Deschanel. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the keys being Zoe Farrell and, and Ed Harris. Yes. Um, trailer for that was pretty good. Okay. Um, and uh, my buddy uh, James is the one who actually said he saw the trailer and bought the movie. Ah. This was a this was a home release. So. Have you ever uh, Have you ever gone to a, how many movies have you gone to see without seeing the trailer at all? And now that you showed me that that trailer for for Gangster Marshall, I do remember seeing it probably in the theater when I was watching something else. So that's a really this is actually a great question because I feel like I, I'm not sure that there's any movie I've ever seen in theaters without at least like even like I, I like I'm thinking about some of the movies like because like because obviously like you any you can already discount anything Marvel anything mm-hmm. Star Wars if you're living and connected to the internet in some capacity at any point between the release of a trailer and the release of a movie, Mm -hmm. you're going to accidentally see something. Yeah, basically. But that's not too bad. I mean, you can avoid most of it. Yeah. So, Um, But that takes a lot of restraint. But a movie in theaters without seeing the trailer? Yeah. uh, Not that I can think of, because even some of my favorite movies that I've ever watched without seeing it, like, okay, Children of Men, right? Yeah. Great movie. Saw it without seeing the trailer. No, I saw the trailer. But I saw that at home. I didn't see that. So I think it's more likely that I'll see something at home without having seen the trailer than go actually go to the movies without right. seeing a trailer. Yeah, I've done that. 
So yeah, so yeah, I don't think I've ever actually seen a movie in theaters without. Actually, okay, there's one. I can, I got one. Uh, Collateral. I oh. saw Collateral in theaters. Did not see the trailer for Collateral. Saw the trailer after the fact. Mm-hmm. I don't think I remember. I may have seen the trailer for Collateral yeah. in another movie, but I don't remember yeah. it. No, I I actually went back recently and watched the trailer and was like, I don't, I barely even remember this. Collateral's yeah. freaking awesome. Collateral's yeah, I don't great. remember the trailer at all for that. We don't have to watch it. No, 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 no. Uh, the trailer for Collateral is pretty mediocre. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's not good. It's whatever. I mean, it does the best it can. Um, I don't think you can really capture a movie like that in two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, and again, you can say this for better or worse. I think you can capture a lot of the superhero genre and and you know the the epic kind of fantasy. You know, science fiction genres, you can capture pretty much what's going on in two minutes mm-hmm. or less. Sometimes you can capture it in one minute. Mm-hmm. Um, collateral, I just, you know what, there's just so much subtext going on that it's hard to really capture that in the, you know, the, the two minute trailer that I watched. So do you have any any on the misleading category that you oh, yeah. wanted um, to the at least biggest, touch on? The biggest one was that movie Man of the Year from 2006. Oh, yeah. Until the day he decided to stop going for laughs. Maybe you should run for president. And go for votes instead. Tomorrow, I will officially announce my candidacy for president. Brace yourselves, people. It's now time for the campaign. From Barry Levinson, the director of Rain Man, Wag the Dog, and Good Morning Vietnam. He's in the debate. You want to know my history, basically? I did inhale because I thought, what the hell? It's lit. It's in my hand. I'll inhale it. When I was a young boy, I used to look at pictures of naked ladies. I uh, just farted a little while back there. If anyone wanted to ask. He's not a... So that stars Robin Williams, Laura Linney, um, a few other people. It's a... It, Louis Black's in it. No. But it's about a talk show host, kind of like Jon Stewart, Daily Show kind of dude, um, who is very popular, and he ends up running for president. The trailer plays it out like it's a comedy. I, have, I rewatched the trailer before I came here and like before we recorded, and uh, it plays it out like it's a fucking comedy, like a satirical comedy. Laura Linney's character isn't even in the trailer. She's a major part of the movie, but the first half of the movie goes from uh, it's like a it's it's like that. It's like a slapstick almost comedy with a lot of funny you know poignant lines about whatever politic bullshit political bullshit. So wait, let me then. let me ask you: Do yeah. you think that because obviously like my example, Man of Steel has a built-in audience, but a movie like Man of the Year did not have no. a built-in audience. So did the trailer hurt Man of the Year? No, it still made money. That's okay. the thing. It's still it still made a profit. Do you think that's is that the Robin Williams effect? Yeah, as Robin okay. Williams is being Robin Williams, but the movie turns into it's a sh- critical nightmare. The thing was fucking shit all over. Mm-hmm. It has like a twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is like I watched the movie and I remember watching the trailer and I was like, oh, this looks great. And then I watched the movie and I'm like, this is it turns into like a conspiracy thriller in the yeah. in, in the middle, and then it just it, it's tonally all over the place. Right. And I'm like, what are they? Barry Levinson made it, which blew my mind. So I'm like, uh, what? Barry Levinson has a couple of moments. He he he's got some real misses on. His, yeah, uh, I mean, like for all his hits, he's got. I mean, was the one he has. A, think, they did Rain Man, right? I think Barry Levinson also has a zero percenter in his. Uh, he probably does. It's some of this happens, but yeah. the thing is, is like the entire thing is it just becomes really heavy and dramatic in a movie that you just don't expect it, expect it to, and it was completely, completely misadvertised. So um, I want to ask you though. You you had this cool idea, so I'm going to ask you first. Okay. Uh, 
So I'm taking your idea. Okay. Uh, we're gonna. Are you gonna feel the hype? Are you feeling the hype on any movies coming up? Because like I said at the beginning, we were we're inundated with a shitload of trailers because of all the delays. Mm-hmm. The next few months are stacked with tentpole movies. Shang Shang Chi, Shang Chi, yeah. and the and the Legend of the Ten Rings is yeah. the next Marvel movie comes out in a month. Um, and then you've got Eternals is another Marvel movie. In mm-hmm. between those, the new James Bond movie, No yeah. Time to Die, finally is getting a release. Let's hope. Um, you're and then you've got Spider Man Far uh, No Way Home is coming out. Uh. God, what else is coming out in December? Uh, November has um, what is it? Uh, Top Gun Maverick is coming out, uh, and then there's a bunch. Got a of stuff. lot of tentpole movies. Coming West Side out. Story, the remake. Yeah. Steven Spielberg's West Side Story is coming out, um, and then in the spring, that you got sounds more like Marvel someone ad libbed a card, like ad libbed a joke together. Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Yeah, he's directing a, a remake God. that totally doesn't need to happen. The Speaking of which, fine. hey, really quickly, I will yeah. say, you know what trailer is great what? and actually like again, right with The Departed. Mm-hmm. Perfectly encapsulates the film is Lincoln. Lincoln's trailer is fantastic. Really good trailer. I do enjoy that one. You just reminded me of that with Steven Spielberg. That's it's a, a good, good fucking trailer. Oh, and I forgot you were talking about misleading ones. Some studios make a point to mislead you. Yeah. Like Marvel. Especially. Marvel does it literally all the time. They love doing yeah. that. They will troll your ass. They'll be yeah. like, this is going to be in it. Not like Hulk in Infinity War. Right. It's, running it's, in the it's, field. It's Wakanda. the money shot. It's the hero shot. Yeah. That the splash mo- page. The money, the money shot. Oh, God. <laughs> the splash page. But except, except that really is the money shot because that's the like where you're like, hmm, printing a billion dollars here. Yeah. all the heroes are on screen yep. or even Thor and his eyes not missing yeah. and mm-hmm. just different shit and they yeah. really started doing it like right around then anyway yeah. like that was We're like talking about that Ragnarok, year. Ragnarok, there, Ragnarok. Right? yeah, yeah, they, yeah you, Marvel's notorious for that shit uh-huh. I don't blame them it's fine I don't yeah. have a problem with it right like the amount of footage that was in the Endgame trailers leading up was like 5% of the yeah, movie here's the thing yeah it was literally the first nothing after the first 15 minutes right and also I don't think I think there's only one shot from the scene on Thanos' little retiree planet not and it, it, was, it was that thing. He's, he's like, it led you right back to me. And you just yeah. get a shot of Thanos, but that's yeah. it. You don't know what or when or yeah. how or what's going on. Right? No, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, it's a pretty. But it's misleading. But I get I get what they're doing. Well, so here's the thing, though. They're... Also, again, with this level of built-in audience, like this is why I kind of understand the lack of a trailer. Like, who needs a trailer for these movies anymore? You just need people. You could have literally have like the actor. You could have Tom Holland come out and be like, "Hey, the movie's coming out on December, whatever." Come I would like it. to see. So here's what I would like to see because I don't think Marvel will do this, but I actually think it'd be really funny if they did this for like a future Deadpool movie. If mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds came out. As Deadpool, but also Deadpool wearing like a business suit and mm-hmm. was and like smoking a cigarette and was like, "This is the sequel to Deadpool, the first released by Disney. <laughs> Please come and see it. This film released by Disney Studios, directed by whoever the fuck directed it, uh-huh. and like do the whole like 1940s, 1950s uh-huh. thing. Not a shot from the movie. Nope. Not a shot from the movie. Just, just him. Just him doing that, doing that shtick, and then being like." Come here, boy. Here's Alco Dog Food, our sponsor for Deadpool oh 3. I would, I would fucking pay to see that. Resurrect Don Pardo and have yeah. him do it. Ryan Reynolds! <laughs> Zazy Beats! <laughs> Josh Brolin! Deadpool 3, the rise of the pool! <laughs> Deadpool! Rise of X Force. <laughs> oh my god! Because they they're not going to call it Deadpool three, and I no. want, they might. There's I read that they're still thinking about keeping it rated R, which I fucking know. Why, why wouldn't they? Wait, because it's they? Disney. They don't release rated R but movies like at, under at, Disney. But at this point, it doesn't matter anymore. Like like all the old rules are pretty much broken. When oh, it, comes it matters. To that. It doesn't it matters. Mm. They're so afraid to take a risk. All right. 
Hey, one quick thing before we feel the hype, because I, I do really want to talk about this. Okay. So I just wanted to note really quickly how fucking funny it was that uh, so we talked about how in Man of Steel, uh -huh. they're using um, music from Lord of the Rings. Uh -huh. And in fucking Two Towers, yeah. in the trailer for that, there are two trailers for that, by the way, one of which has a original narration that doesn't appear in the movie at all from Kate Blanchett as Lady Galadriel. Is it in the extended version? No. Oh. No. How about that? Yeah, and I, I that, that's the only version I watch anymore is the extended version, even mm. though the theatrical versions are mostly better except for Fellowship. Fucking nerd. Um, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, no, and also, so like, <laughs> this narration doesn't appear, and it's the narration for the trailer, and it's real awkward. Uh -huh. But even more awkward is in the Two Towers uh, full trailer, uh, they use the music from Clint Manziel uh, for Requiem for a Dream, a movie no one should ever see more than once. One time, is and fine. it is all you need. And it's uh, everyone knows it because I think the Boston Celtics also used the, this song at one point. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tie him up and leave him. You know the way to Mordor. Be no dawn. Yeah, so it's like it's like again, it's one of those sort of epic song tropes now, mm -hmm. um, and it's fucking used in the Two Towers trailer. It's bizarre because when I think of when I think of Lord of the Rings, I also apparently think of Requiem for a Dream. And think of uh, yeah, crack crack uh, prostitutes doing unspeakable things for yeah. crack, and uh, was it for crack? It was whatever. It was, I can't remember whatever what she was, wanted, and like then a designer uh, fucking uh, what's her Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer. Oh, Bless her. And, and Jared, <laughs> Jared Leto, Leto and, Marlon Wayans becoming yeah. junkies and his arms all gross. Yeah. And, oh all right. my God. Um, you know, I never saw a trailer for, for Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> I watched it in a dorm my freshman year of college. We like sat there, mouths agape, yeah. staring at it for two hours, just like, what the fuck did I just. Like, we yeah. all, a bunch of us left this one dude's room. We're all like, if I ever have kids, they're going to watch that, but only once. Is that Darren Aronofsky? Yes, it oh, is. Oh, God. That's Darren okay. Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky likes to challenge. So, anyway, yep. so yeah, this is a new segment we got this week. Uh, this week, I say this week as if we release an episode every Shit. week. That doesn't happen. Well, yeah, so, this time. So okay, so for this episode, we're, we're basically what we're doing is uh, uh, forgive me, Quentin, and uh, a couple of other of these segments. We're not going to rotate these out. So there's no forgive me, Quentin, for this week. Sue me. Uh, but we are. We're asking if you're feeling the hype. Are you feeling the hype? Am I feeling the hype? I'm feeling some hype. Okay. I'm always feeling hype, right. man. That's all movies are now is just hype. It's all hype right. Here's, here's the first one. The first one. And I feel like you should ask this of me. Okay. So the first one is No Time to Die. Are you feeling the hype for No Time to Die? Yeah, I actually think I am. You are? Yeah. Ask me. Are you feeling the hype? I was. Why not now? I'm excited to see it. Okay. Uh, but the problem is... Um, I'm feeling the hype, by the way, without having seen any of the other Daniel Craig James Bond movies, except for Casino you, Royale. What? Get the fuck? I know. I know. I know. I have Skyfall. You want to borrow it? Sure. Oh, my gosh. Anywho, um, I've got, Quantum of Solace is still on Netflix, last I checked. Okay. Skyfall and Spectre I have. I can just give them to you. Okay. Fuck, man. I heard Spectre wasn't that good. Spectre's fine. They're all fine. They're fine. There's nothing wrong. Like, they're good, bad, good, bad. So, not bad, but good, eh. Eh, great. Eh. And then this one hopefully completes that pattern and is like right. epic as hell. Yeah. I'm hoping it's great. And it's going to be longer than any of the other ones, which is fine with me, so I'm told. But um, I, uh, <laughs> and he's going to listen to this too, I bet. Um, Daniel Craig is going to listen to this? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Right. This person knows what I'm about to say. The movie was essentially spoiled for me. 
by a person who shall go nameless. And uh, for that reason, and I he was... listens to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's awesome. Yeah, eh, you know, it was spoiled for me uh, for the most part. And um, because uh, the movie has been, the, the whole plot, everything has been leaked online more than, more than once. So I'm kind of, but I'm kind of worried that it's going to underperform and they're going to whatever, do something else. But um, with the James Bond thing, but uh, I, it's, I know essentially what's going to happen which kind of pisses me off because you know how I feel about spoilers, mm-hmm. and uh, that t- that caused me to not speak for, to speak to that person for months and months. <laughs> it sounds petty. Nah, I can tell Just you, like a little. It's my brother. Oh, I think you may have mentioned this on one of our previous recordings. Hi, Sam. Uh, <laughs> he um, fucking fucking spoiled it for me, and it's kind of funny now because I'm laughing about it, but I'm still pissed off because I wanted to go into it blind. I mean, it confirmed my weird little suspicions. Also, the song isn't that great. All of the uh, Bond songs from the of all the Bond songs from the Craig era, only one has really been that good, and that's Skyfall by Adele. Skyfall's a that's, Skyfall. It, it, as the kids say, Skyfall's a bop. It, it slaps. Skyfall's so it slaps. It's that so what, that's good. That's what they say, right? Yeah, I think a bop is a new is like the new. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so, Skyfall's a great song. Skyfall's a great fucking movie too. Yeah. It's it's a perfect Bond movie. It is absolutely fantastic, and you need to watch it. So uh, yeah. Um, I don't really uh, – I am I was kind of mad, but honestly, the movie's coming out at the end of September. I'm all for it. If I can, I will go to a theater. I'll mask up and wear fucking gloves and goggles. I don't give a shit. I want to see it in a proper theater. So I've seen one movie in the theater in the last 18 months, and that is uh, that was Godzilla vs. Kong, and that was epic. So I need to see another one. I'll probably see Shang-Chi as well. Anywho, uh, yeah, I'm feeling the hype for No Time to Die. So, yeah. I'm feeling it a little bit. All right. Not as much as I would have been. Right. But right. it's just been so long now. It's like I'm numb. I, yeah, I have to put in myself in your shoes. Like if I had been forced to wait for like Rise of Skywalker. It was supposed for, to come out yeah. March or April 13th or 14th or whatever. Right. What, Easter weekend to 2020 is when it was supposed to be released. Right. Originally when Danny Boyle was making it, it was supposed to come out the end of 2019. And so it's just been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And we're to the point where we're six years removed. Like, Daniel Craig is the longest tenure Bond and only has five movies. You know, Roger Moore had seven in the course of 14 years. So, 13 years. All right, so what's the next one? Ask Uh, me. Are you feeling the hype for for Free Guy? Free Guy. I am always feeling the hype for a Ryan Reynolds movie that has promise um, until I become the pretentious asshole that I am and look up Rotten Tomatoes, which is why I didn't see the Hitman's bodyguard or the hitman's bodyguard's wife. However, this movie is getting a lot of good reviews. Um, It's come out just recently. Also, Mariah Carey's Fantasy, my personal favorite Mariah Carey song, was in the trailer, and that's pretty dope. So I'm all about it. Plus, Jodie Comer's pretty awesome, and um, I'm I think the movie has a great premise, sort of like he's a background character in a in a video game, which is awesome. I love it. So and Taika Waititi's the bad guy, hamming it up. Oh, sign me up. By the way, they've already confirmed a sequel. Hell yeah! I mean, literally, I'm just looking now. So we're recording this on Sunday, August 15th. They they confirmed Disney wants a sequel as of uh, yesterday, August 14th. Ryan Reynolds is a man of so many talents, and it just he needs. You'd think he's a very big star, but mm-hmm. it took a long time to really establish him as a proper A-lister. Yeah, because for a long time, people. Kept pushing him as an A-lister, but you could make the case that he wasn't. No, well, that's Until, because like, he, Deadpool. he was sort of uh, kind of a wise ass. Kind yeah, of guy. he played a lot of those Van Wilder uh, types. Like that was he was kind of typecast as that for a while. Yeah. Like, 
smart ass. Yeah, um, it's like looking but, not maybe the, the brightest, but not also not quite an idiot. Yeah. Very average kind of dude. Uh-huh. And he was the best thing about X-Men Origins. He's the only good thing about that movie. Not the it's, fact that they butchered the Deadpool character, yeah. but the Wolverine I mean, he has Origins like two movie. two lines. So. He has that whole scene where he's in that elevator and he slices yeah, up those bullets, a, and then they realize like he he pushed to have Deadpool made, and then he made Deadpool, and Deadpool's right. awesome. Both both Deadpools are funny as shit. Yeah. So they're the good. The second one's okay. It's fine. It's great. I love it. Anyway, are you feeling the hype on Free Guy? Yeah, I, I'm yeah. feeling the hype on Free I think Guy. It's gonna be good. Um, I, I like the concept. Uh-huh. Uh, I like Ryan Reynolds. Is it worth so. going through? A, is it worth seeing it in the theater uh, during a pandemic? No, fuck no. All right. What if a brand new Star Wars movie was coming out? Would you go see it? In, no. And because of the no, pandemic, I would not, oh yeah. man, you have a lot more control than I do. What about number three? We're like number three on our on our feel on the hype list. Do you want to go see the card counter at theaters? Oh my god, <laughs> the card counter. Go watch that trailer and tell me it's not. A, it doesn't look like a giant yeah. heaping pile and, of shit. And it sucks too because I like I generally think Oscar Isaac. In every project Oscar uh-huh. Isaac is involved in, you immediately bump it up a letter grade. He's right? wonderful. He's like, a great he's actor. He's that good. Everything he does, you immediately bump it up a letter grade. Uh, except for Star Wars, because you were saying he's the worst part of those movies. Remember that? Uh, yeah, except yeah. it's not really his fault that he's the worst part of those movies. The character's terribly written. Yeah, he's fine. There's nothing going on with that character. Anyway. It's basically Oscar Isaac trying to charm his way through those movies. And he does it fantastically. Anyway, he continue does it with the card he's counter. Oscar Isaac and he's great. So, card counter stars, uh, it's going to star Oscar Isaac, Ty Sheridan, who you hate for some reason. Ty Sheridan's bad. He's fine. Ty, okay. And then, but and like, the, I always, like, I mixed him up with Ansel Elgort. Elgort. Kid has no. Like, okay, that right, kid doesn't have any range either. I, I don't. I don't. I, I. Here's what I want to say about Ty Sheridan. Okay, because I like. I also feel bad. Like these are. You know, this is what he does for a living, and like, the, from a, just like a critical perspective, like I just think the kid can't act. Fair enough, but he. I he's, just think the kid can't act. He's appropriately I hope, cast. I in... hope that he continues to earn a living doing. Well, he played young Cyclops in the. He new... did, and yeah, he I didn't was watch those. Bad. He was very bad. Uh, but no, who was I mean, the... those movies are garbage. Maybe maybe that's the problem. But no, he um he was in Ready Player One, and I thought he was appropriately cast in that movie. Okay. It's fine. Watch that movie. It's really good. I don't like Ty Sheridan. Just because it's Ty Sheridan. And, and the Ready, rest of the movie... And Ready Player One is like, is like alt-right, like, splooge. What? No, it fucking isn't. The book is alt-right splooge. No, it isn't. The book is. Is yes, everything is. alt-right splooge to you? <laughs> As everything alt right, seriously. Not uh, Ryan. Okay. Seriously. What's alt right about about Ready Dude, Player it, One? It is like it is. So it lives in this world in that this is shitty, entirely, awful. entirely based in nostalgia, and the only value given to anything is based on uh-huh. your knowledge of it's all fucking gatekeeping, fucking yeah. Gamer did you? Gate but did you watch it or read it? No, I didn't watch the fucking movie. Then you don't know because it's not that. Just saying, you don't know. You're 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 putting yeah, that on there. I don't want to watch the movie. All right, fine. Don't fucking watch the movie. But but I also don't, don't like Ty Sheridan. That's so. fine. But don't say it's alt right. The book splooge. is the book is strongly considered. Do some do, uh, go on. You said the same thing about Nomadland, and that's bullshit too. Uh, I didn't say alt right. I said it fucking gave Amazon a free pass, which is basically it true. did not. It's understated. We don't need this shit beaten over our heads, Alex. We really don't. I watched Nomadland, understanding how shitty their camping thing is. The Amazon. Do you think? Do you think everybody's as in tune to Amazon's bad business practices as you are? No, I'm not. But that's not for me to say how uneducated they are. But I I'm not saying how I'm not saying how uneducated anyone is. You don't think it's the responsibility of the filmmaker to at least have an honest portrayal? You of... know what this get this gets to me a little bit, Alex. Just because um, I'll watch a movie and I'll I'll be really really affected by it. And it's like it's the same thing with um, what's the, the, the three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. There is 
there is nuance to all of this. So when you say Amazon's thing, it's like, what, what did you want Nomadland to do? To come out and say, like, it shows how shitty it is. It shows you. You're watching it. You're taking it in. You want them to, like, look at the camera and be like, look at this capitalist pig bullshit. And then go about the movie. You want a line dropped in there to satisfy you or whoever else to be like, oh, finally, it's like really hitting me right here because like I think it's terrible too. Yeah, I think it's fucking awful, but I don't need it spelled out for me. I don't need it beating me over the fucking head. Sam Rockwell's character in uh, uh, Three Billboards Outside of Missouri, a racist piece of shit, fuck him, has one tiny little redemption piece, doesn't change the fact that he's a piece of shit and gets what's coming to him. Okay, but you know why people don't like that redemption piece in in Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. It's because it is a like a, a time-honored Hollywood trope of of the white savior mixed with the white growth of learning about racism and becoming a better person because I learned about racism it's and not thus a white everything s- is better. No, it's not a it, it's not like that and it's not a white it's not a white savior movie. It's a totally different thing. I'm not saying it's a white savior movie. I'm saying that people that trope, yeah, the idea trope, of yeah. the, the the white growth. Uh-huh is part of the larger white savior narrative right. that bothers a lot of people oh, in no, these of course. movies. And it bothers me too. But the thing is, is like, I don't need to be beaten over the head with things. That's the thing that makes a lot of these other shitty movies so fucking dumb. Like, I'm going to call you out. If you're watching God's Not Dead, if you're like watching the trailer for that, and you're like, there's a new one coming out, and you're like, oh my God, yes, thank you. This is going to tell me exactly what I think. Is Kevin Sorbo in God's Not Dead? I don't Not fucking Dead? know. He's in the first one, apparently. Anyway, I'm just saying like, you don't need you don't like being challenged and you don't and you want everything spoon-fed to you. And I get really worried about certain other aspects of it when you're looking at like nuance of movies like of the message of say Ready Player One or Nomad Land or whatever. People are expecting to hear something and they don't get it fed into their mouths. And I'm not saying anything about what your opinions are of it, Alex. I'm just saying in general, mm-hmm. I have heard this before from other people and it really fucking grinds my gears because I'm not saying I'm the smartest person in the world, but you do not have to insult my intelligence. I understand that's bad. I understand these things are wrong. And I understand these characters are terrible. And I understand where somebody might think something's being glorified when it really isn't. And you need to look in between the fucking lines. I hate that cliche, but you really got to basically read between the lines. There is nuance with everything. And that's the problem that people, fucking right-wingers, don't know what nuance is if it fucking shat on their face. They don't know that. I think if you shit on someone's face, I'm pretty sure that's pretty the least nuanced thing you could do. Honest, I'm trying. It's a bad example. So right? let, 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 no, no, what I'm trying to say is that it's it's not like a lot of people just lack that, and people on the left do that too. And it fucking oh, here we me. fucking go. All baby. I'm saying here is, we fucking no, go. it happens on both ends. And yet, and yet, if you have, if you are left of fucking Pinochet, I don't know how you say his name That's it. in this fucking country, you're viewed as a fucking socialist. Which isn't even a fucking bad thing, because you know what that means? It means you want fucking individuals to own their own fucking labor, as mm-hmm. opposed to fucking capitalists who are fucking sending dick rockets to space yes. to fucking make you pee in a jar instead of going and having a bathroom break. Right. So if you think that I'm going to let Nomadland off the hook, I'm not because fucking, fucking space dick boy makes his employees pee in jars. All I'm saying is 
there's no place in the movie Nomadland for you to even. I look get forward. That. I look forward to watching it. I haven't seen it yet. Please watch it. I will. I, 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 you know, I'm always open to watching pretty much anything other than that. God's not dead. I'm version. not fucking. Although watching at that. some point, I actually kind of I, honestly, if I was able to watch the Mummy with Tom Cruise, I think I can watch that. You can absolutely watch Nomadland if you could watch the fucking. No, movie. no, not Nomadland. Fucking God's not dead. Oh no, don't watch that. I kind of want to see it. Well, then watch it. You want to get really drunk and watch it? Kind of. Let's do it. That's what we should do a commentary Fuck track yeah. for. Oh my god. Top man. <laughs> Hell yes. All right, so we're totally off the rails here on the um the, the vaccine the socialism spiel. Socialism spiel, capitalism spiel. All right. I'm not we're not editing this out. This is staying in the I'm fucking episode. I'm going to edit the fuck out of this. Keep this in the episode. I'm going to sound like an asshole. This is so good. I'm going to come off as a dick. I don't think so. See, I think you're going to wind up you're going to be like the new fucking Will McAvoy and everyone's going to be like, "Oh, listen to this guy. He's so fucking smart." Like on both sides. I've never have I once been a card-carrying member of the Republican Party and on, never will I be. A pox on both their houses. Oh my god. If you say a pox on both their houses, people are like, "Yes." The American Taliban. Boy, was yeah. that some soothsaying. Anyway. Uh, boy, was that some accurate. That was pretty fucking accurate. That's why I said after that. One, after one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Anywho. Right. Well, hey, guys. This was our trailer. We're, and we're not the, done yet. We're the still episode, not done. It's not over, bro. What are we talking we about now? T- We haven't even talked about the card counter yet. Oh, my God. We got off counter. the. We, we got completely off the rails. Oh, well, fuck the card counter. I'm no, done. No, no, no. It. Come on. I'm done. I'm not going to watch it. The movie looks shitty. So it looks like it has zero production we, value. Wait, how did we get from you? We were talking about Oscar Isaac charming his way through things. How on earth did we get? Oh, this all started with Ty fucking Sheridan. But, and then Ready Player One. Yeah. Ty Sheridan, fuck you. There's a good article on Vox, by the way, you should read about Ready Player One. Uh, anyway, uh, all right, so so here's what I uh, – getting back to the card counter really quickly. Okay. I actually think the premise looks interesting. I think you pointed out the production values don't look very good. Uh-uh. The lighting looks really weird. I appreciate Tiff, Tiffany Haddish trying out, trying to go for different roles right. like this. Right, she does seem a little miscast. A little, but who knows? It might just be that shitty trailer. Yeah, it's very. So this is, and this is a great example. This is why I'm not gonna not see that movie because of the trailer. Mm-hmm. There are two things that I do think are kind of funny about it. Number mm-hmm. one is that um, the cover. I was on Wikipedia looking up the card counter, and the cover kind of looks like a bad, like mid '90s VHS case. Yeah. And then yep. the second thing that I think is kind of funny about this this is that uh, there's a better than decent chance that less than 10% of the shots were available when they edited that together. Because it doesn't look like – like if that was the best the movie has to offer – It needs like a filter over it or something. Right. If that's yeah. the best the movie has to offer, then I'm going to get the feeling it's going to be a bad movie. Yeah. But uh-huh. Paul Schrader's had some hits. Uh-huh. And I love Oscar Isaac, uh-huh. so I'm willing to give it a shot, even though I found that trailer to be not great. Uh, I'll, yeah. Will you give the card counter a shot? No. What if it's not in theaters? What if it's on HBO Max? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I'm not going to go to the fucking theater and see it. No. Yeah. Is there something you're going to go to a theater for now? Yeah. I'm going to go see Shang-Chi. Okay. I'm up to yes, date yeah, on I'm Marvel. Not, I'm, I'm apparently the only fucking person yeah, I know now. I haven't done a single Disney Plus series oh, yet. Oh, boy, you're missing out. Um, I will say I, I really want to see Afterlife in theaters with Which my sister. Ghostbusters Afterlife? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, really yeah, yeah. want to see it in theaters. Do I, th- I need Ghostbusters 2 for this? Because I don't want to watch Ghostbusters 2. No, I've I don't never seen think it. so. It was pretty bad. I, I mean. I figured you'd, all you need is the first one. Yeah. Which is great. So I never watched the second one. Oh, I've seen the second one. It's not good. Okay. Do you have any recommendations for this week? Oh, man. Um, yeah. I watched a really awesome movie. This is completely unrelated, but it's called No Sudden Move. It was on HBO yeah, Max. Yeah, that's been... I don't know if it's still on there. It'll come back because it was one of... It came out... Um, was that Don Cheadle? Yeah, man. Yeah, that was Steven good. Soderbergh, Don Ch- who directed it and wrote it. Don Cheadle... Um, yeah, Don Cheadle's a star. Benicio Del Toro. David Harbour, who's amazing in it. Uh, Brendan Fraser. Great. 
That dude is like he's plumped up, which is hilarious. Yeah. But he has this like well, you know why, this right? Sloppy how, vibe of oh. how fucked up his body is. Sure. in the post mummy, like yeah. he has had so many surgeries. Yeah, poor guy. And I think he's like the internet internet darling now. Like he can look. I, I fucking love Brendan Fraser. He's great, and uh, but he's in this movie, and it's like it's nice. It's nice to see him in a movie and just him. You know, it was just cool. He's in it, and um, I'm trying to think of who else. Oh yeah, and uh, I mean, Matt Damon has like an uncredited cameo in it, and it's great. I don't know. It's just it's about these uh, dudes uh, who were tasked. They're like hitmen and are tasked to rob this old guy for this thing. Are you feeling to... the hype on Stillwater at all? Stillwater. It's the new Matt Damon movie. Oh no. Yeah. I don't. I don't Matt Damon doesn't like. He's not Matt like the Damon. Matt Damon. No, Matt Damon's great, but he doesn't. Do, he's not like the reason I'll go see a movie. Right. There's very few actors. I'm trying to think who I go see a movie just to see in a movie. And it's like it really that that list dwindles now. Okay. Like, oh, I got to see this movie just because this person's right. in it. Like, yeah. I used to think that about like Robert Downey Jr. And then I just I saw the soloist, and I'm just. I think care. Uh, for me, if I if, it's it's a pretty small list. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar Isaac, Michael Fassbender, Deca- Har- and uh, d- it, among the older audience, then you'd say like maybe Harrison Ford, and even now probably not. DiCaprio, I'd do it. Only because he's so selective yeah. with his movies, and um, I wouldn't, I didn't even do it for Daniel Day Lewis, honestly. We but. never, we never got into our debate over uh, DiCaprio's best performance. We'll save that for another episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, oh yeah, we're right. Um, but no, yeah. So no, I, I, I recommend No Sudden Move. If you get a chance to watch it, it's fantastic. Also, I saw The Suicide Squad, and I loved it. And I know you're not going to watch it. But yeah, and and I know that's not. Listen, this it's not, ridiculous. It's not, it's not James Gunn's fault. Like I'm not bla- like. Listen, I wasted two hours of my life on Suicide Squad, and just never again. Like I, I just the but concept. But I'm is not telling do you, it's me. better. But I've, I'm hyping it up for you so much. I just don't think you're going to enjoy it. So at this point, but what are you? Uh, what are you hyped up for? What do you? Uh, Wait, what do you what recommend? I, I mean, what are you? Yeah, recommending? what am I recommending? Yeah, what are you um, recommending? That's tough because I've been watching more TV than movies lately. Yeah. Um, actually, what I did just watch, I wouldn't even recommend. Oh, what is um, it? So I just did the Hobbit trilogy. Oh God. Um, so you know what? Okay, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. I am gonna recommend it, and here's okay. why. If you've never seen it, okay. Um, I haven't. If you have seen it and you're looking for something to rewatch, don't. Um, it's not worth a second watch. Unless you're really into it. Uh, the first Hobbit movie is objectively not good. Okay. Um, and it's, in particular, it's actually, it's kind of amazing how many bad choices they made. So the, the Hobbit trilogy, uh-huh. the first act of the first film, so you think if you follow the traditional three-act structure, you've got nine acts, which is not really true because they, they uh, the both, I think the first and the second one both technically end on cliffhangers, which really bothers me because I, I, I mean, I think even... Fellowship and Two Towers both had, like, real endings, even if they, yeah, they set things up for the next movie, but they still have actual endings to the things that are happening, for the most part. Two Towers has one thing that it's missing. Um, yeah, uh, the first act of the first movie is fucking bad. Like, it's just every decision is bad. The frame rate is way too high, so what winds up happening is you're completely taken out of the feel of Lord of the Rings because The Hobbit feels more like a video game than, than right. a, an epic you know, fantasy film. Right. Um, and so that was a problem. But I will say Desolation of Smaug was actually pretty fucking good. Desolation of Smaug. Yeah. I just Desolation think... Smaug. <laughs> I just think of Al Michaels. I, was, I told you this off yeah. at one point. I, I just remember when the movie came out, I was watching Sunday Night Football and Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth are doing their, you know, the, the bumper and they have to do their ads and all that shit. And it's like, you know, Sunday Night Football is brought to you by The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. 
in theaters Friday, blah, 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 blah. It's so, really funny. But so here's a, here's a great example. I think the first movie was either 2012 or 2013. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking 13. Yeah, it's a long so, time So uh, an unexpected journey. And yes. so here's, here's what happened. I remember that was back during the HBO Go days. Mm. I turned it on, um, and I watched the first 40 five minutes of the movie and was like, fuck this. <laughs> this sucks. And it's like three hours, isn't it? Yeah. So oh they're all long. The th- the final one is only two hours and 24 minutes. Why didn't he just do like a two-parter, one big Well, story? and yeah, originally it was supposed to be a two-parter. They and took this... Guillermo del Toro was supposed to make Correct. it. Correct. That would have been yeah. great. Yeah. So, but here's the interesting thing, though, is that, so yeah, I, I mean, you have to, like, the unex- an unexpected journey is not good. Yeah. Um, it gets better as it goes along, but you have to make it through the first, like, two acts, essentially. Yeah. Desolation of Smaug is good, and so that's what I would recommend watching this for is because it's it's kind of weird and rare to me that you have a movie mm-hmm. where or a trilogy mm-hmm. where normally when the first one's bad, it's a it's a harbinger of things to come. Like right. the second and the third one are not gonna be good. Right. Second one's good, the third one is fine. Mm-hmm. So it's almost an inverse of the Star Wars sequel trilogy where right. Force Awakens set the ex- expectations really, really high. Um, and then depending on what side of the spectrum you fall on, Last Jedi either blows it out of the out of the water or is the worst movie you've ever seen in your life. Which, of course, people listening to this podcast know exactly how we feel about The Last Jedi. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wonderful. Um, and it's then Rise of Skywalker, Ryan says it's fine. Yeah, it's, I think it's garbage. It's not the worst thing. Um, I will say this. The final movie of uh, The uh, Hobbit is better than Rise of Skywalker is. Okay, well. So, um you know. I don't think an unexpected journey is, but so yeah, so I, I'll recommend Desolation of Smaug, and if that means you have to watch the whole trilogy, you're just gonna have to suffer through the first one because I'm it just is gonna look up clips on YouTube. Is it's, that okay? That's I mean, yeah, I mean, if you really want to see, I'll read the Wikipedia synopsis. Benedict Cumberbatch being a dragon. Yeah, in in like him doing his this motion summer, capture. Benedict Cumberbatch is a dragon. Benedict Cumberbatch as a dragon. <laughs> oh my god! Well, did you watch any TV? Yeah, and I'm um. Oh yeah, TV. We we binge boys wrap, uh, wrapping up. That's how we wrap up the movie spiel. Uh, binging. Well, I can't binge Ted Lasso now. Which so, well, okay. What what have you watched since our last episode? Okay. Well, give me one show you watched. Oh, I have two. Well, of course, I'm watching Ted Lasso season yeah. two. Reservation Dogs on Hulu. It's great. Okay. It's um, it's uh, Taika Waititi uh, created it, um, and it's about uh, indigenous people in uh, um, like Native Americans in on a reservation in Oklahoma. And it's like, what's his face? He created it with a guy who's made movies there and Mm -hmm. he's from there. And his name's Sterling Harjo. And uh, the entire writing staff is native. 90 some percent of the crew, I'm sorry, of the cast is native. And um, producers, directors, everybody's native. The crew, um, the crew itself, you know, it's just whoever, but the cast and everybody in the creative process, they're all native, which is so cool. Yeah. But it's it's these four kids who are trying to get the fuck out of the reservation, move to California or whatever. And it's like, it's funny, like they're, they're stealing shit and they're like, there's like this little sort of gang war with these new kids that moved in, you know? And it's funny because you got these like really white people in it in some places, but they're like, yeah, I'm like Choctaw and shit. It's like the <laughs> but it's great. It's uh, I don't know. It, it's a really good show. So I'd recommend Reservation Dogs. I uh, I have two as well. I did a really random Rick and Morty rewatch because yeah. I was just looking for something when I get on the bike I late at night. Rick and Morty is so great. Um, I watched that too. I'm up to date. I haven't I haven't seen the latest season. It's so good. Season five. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Um, what's interesting about Rick and Morty, uh, other than the toxic fan base, which is like true of most 
really popular. Comes from their over their over exposure to it. And, yeah, and, and like over advertising it. Over well, no, I would say oh, like like it's one of the it's kind of like The Office, and if it's like if it's the only thing that you watch, like you know, there's other shows out there, yeah, right? I, I love The Office; it's great, yeah. but I, I I can't rewatch it. Dude, people care. who like fall asleep with it on, like that's like that's, a, that's like a, that's their comfort thing. But it's I like, guess like uh, okay, yeah, I'm not gonna judge. Ted Lasso is the only show I've ever rewatched. I've rewatched shows before, but I, I can't. So, so Rick and Morty. I will say this: I one of the things that I had forgotten about is for all the weirdness of Rick and Morty, like the show most of the time does a good job of being interesting when it's not funny. Yeah, it didn't. I, what I had forgotten about, having not watched it in a while, there were like not many instances where this occurred, but. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of times where I get those really big guttural laughs, yeah. and I, I like that. So I yeah. like the fact that that even though it wasn't consistent, the show still had a couple of moments where it was like, because sometimes you just know a show's not funny when it's like, well, I can't, they can't get one laugh out of me. Right. Like Rick and Morty, like every now and then, it might only be once an episode, but uh-huh. there's going to be that one moment where like legitimately I yeah. am. And I Solar am. Opposites that yeah. Justin Roiland also made. Oh, it's really? Like, oh my God, it's ridiculous. See, I was having a hard time figuring out if Solar Opposites was a real show or it if is. this was like a Rick and Morty, like like, Watch like a, uh, what, what kind of advertising is like a gorilla advertising yeah, for Rick and it, Morty? It, I thought it was. I'm like, is this a joke? Because I didn't even heard of it and it was right. already on. And like yeah. the whole se- first season, I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I started watching it and it's so engrossing. It's That's great. a good example of how much fucking TV there is now. It's too much. Or, yeah. I can't watch it. No, no, no. I've absolutely. got a few things that I really like. Like, uh, I'm really looking forward to what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. The third season's coming out like in a few weeks. I'm really looking forward to that. But, right. Yeah. Uh, and so the other thing I watched during that time is I did the first three seasons of The Sopranos, which was really good. I had never seen the first half of the show before. Uh, I was really young uh-huh. when the first, I think I was like 10 or 11 when the first season came out. My mom was still kind of like, strict about like yeah. you can't watch the sopranos <laughs> and then around the time season four came out i was finally allowed to actually start watching mm-hmm. um and so i saw the i've seen like the the last four seasons or the last three seasons plus the second half of season six yeah since they were split up mm-hmm. um into two separate parts um but so i've seen that uh but i had never seen the first three seasons and i'm obviously going to finish the rewatch um, especially because one, I we strongly considered talking about the Many Saints of Newark because I think that trailer looks fucking badass. I, I haven't even watched the trailer. Um, and I think I've, ne- I've only watched one and a half seasons of The Sopranos. So I am I skeptical of the casting of Gandolfini's son. Well, that, it's his. It's he's playing his dad. I know. I am skeptical of that. Yeah. But uh, all that as all that aside. Also, Alessandro Nivola, like he's he's around a little bit, but yeah. I've only I've only seen him in like two things. I've seen him in, the only thing that comes to mind immediately is that Oscar Isaac, um, Oscar Isaac movie uh, with Jessica Chastain. Um, oh, Most Violent Year. Most Violent Year, oh, he's yeah. In that. He was in Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, I think he's actually, uh, oh, is he really? Yeah, he's like the kid, the guy, one of, not the yeah. kid, he's like he's, one of the, I think the young ju- guy. I think, he's, I think he's Jessica Chastain's brother maybe i know he's one of i know he's one of oscar isaac's like i'm gonna put this in air quotes rivals but he seems to go to him for advice a lot so yeah in most violent year he was pretty good in that actually no yeah, i'll check it out at one point yeah Who wait knows? have you never seen a most violent year no. it's fucking it's great i've, I've yeah it's really good well in the hands of a by the way in the hands of a less talented actor uh-huh. i it might be uh, more on the boring side but oscar isaac fucking brings a powerhouse performance um so yeah uh the sopranos was uh binging it and getting through the first three seasons that I was too young to be allowed to watch. <laughs> and I just never revisited. I mean, I'm like, I'm 32 I, I do remember, now. I do remember the college episode. Great. Amazing. That's perfect Amazing. writing. Yeah. That I, entire that entire episode was just like... Yeah. Is, that was season one. That was like yeah. the sixth episode. It's yeah. fucking phenomenal. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. And he just, he sees that guy who's mm-hmm. in witness protection. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. 
So yeah, this is our uh, this is our trailer episode of the movie spiel. We'll uh, we'll talk about something else at some point. We'll do we'll <laughs> one do, day. We'll do another episode. Yeah, maybe in a few months, we'll be around. Yeah, exactly. Like an episode every four months of the movie spiel. Why not? That's, that's we should really take take into account like having it. You know the the that's we should. Oh, Kayla told me that our tag at the end of every episode every episode should be that's the whole spiel. And that's the way the spiel crumbles. <laughs> and that's the way it was. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I like it. So we should say goodbye. Okay, well, I'm going to say bye. Do we have anything else to say? No. I mean, we're going to edit this part out anyway. I'm just I'm going to edit a whole bunch of it out. It's fine. All right. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for listening to the Movie Spiel. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'll update TikTok one day. We'll, we'll be all right. Oh, also, our website, themoviespiel.com, I do plan on updating it. One day. Just keep listening to our show. We appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was actually told, by the way, uh, that uh, one of our new fans, uh, she said to me that she's a big fan of the liberal use of the word fuck. Fuck yeah. So that's – then we'll do an episode of of best F-bomb drops. I don't think we could do an entire episode of that, but – Fucking sounds like a great idea. Yeah. So anyway, look look so. forward to our uh, great fucking idea that is uh, going to be the live commentary track of God's Not Dead Part oh Seventy Five. Yes, this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> it's going to happen. We were going to do one about Independence Day. This just sounds like so much more fun. Yeah. All right. Well, hey guys, my name's Ryan. I'm Alex. Thanks for listening to us. Have bye. a great day. Bye. bye. bye.